Welcome to Business Leader Breakthroughs, where we help unlock the potential in you, your teams, and your business. I'm your host, Ryan Castle, along with Dr. Mike Ashby. We share insights, experiences, and stories on achieving breakthrough success in business and life. To learn more, click the link in the episode show notes or go to thebreakthrough.co. Now let the breakthroughs begin. Mike, welcome along to the podcast. Thanks, Ryan. We are going to get our research analysts hat on today. Mm, investigator. Mm, mm. Big data, mm. questionnaires, surveys, mm. polls, the, the works. Look, we were really interested in the patterns of work that were emerging in our COVID world. And we connected with the Employees and Manufacturers Association and they kindly helped us run a research poll out into their member base. And we also had some of our own members fill this in. And we're really trying to investigate uh, what were the trends, what was emerging, how were people feeling about uh, people working from home, less time in the office, was it more productive, was it mm. less, less productive, mm. was it helping our team coordination, was it helping our businesses? Mm. Uh, so we were pretty interested and I guess somewhat surprised by some of the mm. results. Yeah, and bearing in mind that we... We did the survey just before lockdown two, so um, which I guess is just one of the things in this fast changing and rapidly evolving kind of situation we've got is that there's no perfect time to do this. But um, yeah, we were surprised at some of the results. It's a reasonably small sample, you know. It's I think there was um, was it 75 respondents, um, which is which is pretty small, and we you know not uh, not terribly representative. Uh, you wouldn't kind of go to um, you wouldn't kind of go to the bank on the on the the basis of it, but it was very interesting and and as you say a little bit surprising. So before lockdown one, so prior to COVID, um, forty percent of the respondents had no one working from home, but about forty five percent had up to a quarter of their people. Now one of the things was they didn't weren't actually spending a lot of time at home, but people did have that provision. So. You know, I think you made the point that it's not a new thing, right? I think the insight is that uh, flexibility around working from home has been in place at many organisations for, mm. for a long time. Mm. COVID has accelerated the necessity to have larger parts of the team in there, but it wasn't like it was a brand new concept no. for lots of organisations. No, so. no, no. And perhaps for longer as well. Yes. So not only the kind of, you know, short bursts of time at home, but actually for longer periods. So after lockdown one, before lockdown two, um, only 13% of respondents had no one home. Everyone was at the office. And 40% had more than half their, their teams at home. So what we saw in the period between lockdown one and two was that um, more people were actually working from home. And 16%, only 16% or so had, had more people coming back into the office. But still, not for much of the week. Um, 62%, that was up to two days, you know, from kind of rarely to up to two days. Now, the balance were doing more, but that still, that surprised us that it's, you know, that's the kind of outer edge for the majority. So it's kind of, um, yeah, that did surprise us a little. We thought there would be more people working from home for longer. Yes. Um, I think we need to consider some of the other factors involved here, mm. uh, nature of the business. Yeah. If you're an entirely uh, service-based based business, totally. 
obviously easy to work from home. If you're a manufacturing business, you just have to have people on the shop floor getting yeah. things things done. So there was some of that uh, kind of aspect involved. Uh, I've heard different uh, stories based on overseas ownership of organisations. Oh, okay. So people setting global organisations setting global mm. policy about what everyone in their organisation is doing mm. around the mm. world, regardless of their local mm. kind of conditions. So mm. some of those things that mm. I think affect your ability to have uh, in or not. Uh, my wife works for an organisation whose policy was no one is coming to the office uh, until we get a level one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. obviously that, that those types of examples would skew the results because yeah. their only option was working from home. Yeah. Uh, of course, the, the exec made that decision that it was until yeah. level one, we're all working. Working from home. Working from home. And, we, and look, we haven't got a, enough of the sample base to... Um, you know, cross tab relative to industries and size of businesses and those kinds of things. So, um, yeah. So, th- you know, there's 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 some variability in that. I guess what was interesting was even within that, when we talked to people who had significant numbers working from home, we we uh, we had a couple of hypotheses we were working on. I I had this idea that working from home was great for productivity because that's how we do it. You work from home Friday for however long. I've always, uh, for the last four or five years, probably worked the majority of my time from home. And that's because I have, the kind of work I do involves getting lots of stuff written and I need, you know, kind of an environment where I can just just kind of keep plowing through stuff. So we would have thought that um, productivity would increase around that ability to get things done without interruption, without, you know, kind of chit-chat from from colleagues and all that kind of stuff. But the results actually didn't quite bear that out, did they? Mm. And it's worth digging into our uh, view of productivity, and we're mm. going to talk about mm. productivity versus contribution. Yeah. You know, my Fridays are set aside for what we term our development day, yeah. and that is our day where we're not, we're not working on today's business. It's yeah. about developing That's our future right. business. So uh, it is uh, thinking about the future, strategically how we're going to develop and, and yeah. grow. It's not the getting stuff done. Yeah. So there are some, uh, for that that day, no, no interruptions, uh, yeah. no meetings, no email yeah. is critical for the success of those days. Yeah. There are other aspects where um, productivity is very task orientated, mm. doesn't require a lot of collaboration, yeah. and actually just having some clear air yeah. and to like put your head down and smash through some tasks, yeah. that is really, really helpful. Yeah. Yep. And that's my productivity piece is, you know, kind of getting content written, yes. which just requires intensity and focus. And, and a lot of the, your stuff that you do on, you know, you're not just sitting there looking out the window, you're actually kind of, you know, building technology, working on, on documents, you know, doing that kind of work, which is about the future, right? So um, 38% of the people responded that they had more productivity, um, but 42% were undecided. And that was pretty interesting. And then on top of that, we've heard that actually a lot of people felt that they were less productive in lockdown too. And actually employers were seeing more, uh, well, the word you know, a couple of people used was, it's getting abused. So uh, that staff were starting to be less conscientious. And I suspect that that's as much a psychological and emotional thing of kind of, oh, really? This again, again, this again. again. 
particularly because I felt like after lockdown one, we'd, you know, our team of five million oh, yeah. in New Zealand had come together and we felt like we were doing it all for the common yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, we'd got back, we'd started building some momentum and then all of a sudden it was stopped again. And, yeah. you know, I personally felt a, a sense of frustration oh, ar- too, around yeah. that of going, God, we've just got this started. Mm. Kind of, kind of feel like we've got a bit of momentum again, and now it's been been squashed. I think we saw a lot of people feeling like that. And you know, right at the moment as we record this, the we've only got half a bridge, and again, a whole bunch of people are going to be working from home, and they must be going, oh man, not only do I have to live on the shore, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't even get to work. So you know, it's it's really tough. I think that. Um, the disruption we all we all talked about and saw the disruption of going into lockdown one and then we kind of adjusted to it because we're good at adjusting and then we come out of it and there's a period of adjustment to that and then now we you know then we go back into it it's it's really hard work it's really hard work so it's not surprising that people are less conscientious in lockdown too and i guess for us as employers and as managers and leaders it's something that we're if it's going to happen again and you know fingers crossed that it doesn't but overseas experience it's not going away and we need to learn to live with it now hopefully you know my personal or political position is we do need to learn to live with it we actually need to change our behaviors instead of relying on lockdowns because they're so destructive you know, they're so not only to the economy, but in, in the in the sense of kind of businesses going under, but in terms of productivity, in terms of engagement, people's emotional health, the impact on kids. I'm getting on. Can you hear a hobby horse? Can you hear the hooves of a hobby horse? But you know, <laughs> rain it in, rain it in. Let's get downward, back to productivity downward, and collaboration. So the key takeout from this point is be aware that uh, some of those benefits that we talked about out of coming out of lockdown may not be so apparent if we have to keep doing it. In fact, it's gonna get more and more challenging. And that also goes for collaboration. Interestingly, it was a straight split. Um, 26% of people agreed that uh, collaboration was stronger and 26% disagreed. Um, most people were in fact undecided that about the effects of collaboration. Our theory was that collaboration would suffer during lockdown uh, and with people working from home, collaboration would suffer. Uh, so it's kind of, it's very much split on that score. And again, I think it comes back to personal preference, the type of work that you do with your teams, mm-hmm. how much collaboration mm-hmm. is required. You know, our personal experience was definitely collaboration suffered being at, at home. Yeah. Uh, we felt that trying to collaborate on things via technology was a much harder environment yeah. than being in the room. Just those really simple things like when you're on a video call, uh, only one person can be talking at a time. Mm, yeah. As soon as someone else tries to chime in, you can't really quite hear. Whereas when you're in a room, you can actually pick up body yeah. language much easier. You can hear kind of almost multiple conversations yeah, going at, going at once. Yeah. Um, so for, for our personal experience, it was definitely collaboration suffered in, yeah. a, in a lockdown type environment. And I, I think it's picking up on people's energy. Yes. You know, because we we are creatures of energy. We if we're up, you know, it's it's a different sort of process than if we if we don't have that mojo. And you just can't pick up on people's energy unless they're 
um, really talented performers who can then project that energy, but that's their, they're overacting, yes. right? So, and, and in a work setting, people who overact in a, in a kind of collaborative meeting, you just think they're a bit odd, really. <laughs> so I think that uh, the energy, definitely the collaboration stuff uh, is, we're gonna find that more in the face-to-face -face setting than the, than, the, than the virtual setting. The other interesting piece was around cohesion. Again, we expected there to be less cohesion in the organization where we've got a lot of people working from home. 50% agreed with that, 28% disagreed. They felt that cohesion hadn't been affected. Um, interesting to see how that would have gone over a, over a longer period of time. So then we talked about how they're organizing themselves at the moment. Um, I think there was a reasonable split in terms of how people were thinking about that. And there was a real split across uh, people that, or organisations that were allowing their people to kind of choose the days that mm -hmm. they were working from home or, or in the office. Some had a policy of, look, everyone needs to be back. And we did hear one uh, statement around an organisation that was a manufacturing organisation, mm -hmm. so therefore their manufacturing team had to yeah. be in. Yeah. And they felt the way to do kind of inclusion and keep everyone on one team was to also have the office workers yeah. in the building as even, well. Even though they could work from home. Even yeah. though they could work from, from home yeah. and then others were going uh, we're going to agree set days yeah. where we uh, where you have to be in the office versus uh, at home so yeah. those are yeah. yeah let's come back to that I, I think it went as we think about those options and I guess the guidance piece that, that we're thinking about is balancing people's need for autonomy and the value that people get from that autonomy I can remember a guy who, uh, who said his ideal boss was somebody who just left him alone completely Actually, that didn't really suit me very well as his boss because I wanted to know what he was doing and how well he was doing, which we would otherwise call accountability. Uh, and I think what we saw in lockdown too was that there was a little bit too much autonomy and not quite enough accountability. And I don't mean accountability in terms of holding people to, to account for their performance. I just mean, what are you doing and when are you going to have it done by? that kind of stuff. At, at the extremes is never the answer, right? No. So the 100% autonomy, I'm never going to talk to you, let's catch up at your annual performance review and we'll see how your yeah, year's he, gone. He didn't even want to do that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work. Also, uh, sitting on your knee at your desk, micromanaging the, you know, yeah, that literally. Sitting on your knee is such oh, a bad idea. Oh, that's not, not allowed to do that? No, no not allowed to do that. Well, they but, can't see the screen. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, you know ultimate micromanager yeah, is never totally. the answer either, yeah, either right? Yeah, so yeah. it's always finding uh, the balance in between. And I think that's partly what we're seeing in the research and the experience is the balance is about some time together where there yeah. is accountability, there is collaboration, yeah. there is really good team cohesion. And then on the other side, there's little, like we get the value of some clear space to just jump in and smash yeah. through some work. So yeah. some sometime yeah. wing from yeah. home to get that nailed is, is good. I think that's right. And I think it is, it is about making a conscious choice and I'm I'm probably not in the in the corner of people who's going well you can choose what days you you know kind of providing that flexibility I think that works from the employees point of view but I don't think it works that well from the organization's point of view because there's not enough consistency and stability in the team and you know we've all, you know for years decades we've been talking about the importance of teams and how they're the primary unit and you know all of that kind of stuff and then we go but you can choose which days you come in and we'll kind of work around it. It sounds good in theory, but I'm not sure that it creates more engagement. I'm not sure that it um, necessarily creates more productivity, and that's what this seems to be saying. And I am pretty sure that collaboration and innovation will get undermined. So I think 
you know, you have to make as a leader and a manager, I think you have to make some conscious choices. Collaboration is best done, if at all possible, by bringing people together in the sure. same room with masks, whatever, but in the same place, able to kind of connect with each other at a, at a really human, not a virtual level. So I think that's kind of principle one. I think you want to leave people together if communications between them are important, if they are an important part of the dynamic. The, the quick chats, the quick questions and answers, the you know, quick updates, those sorts of things that get lost if you're just working from home. If those things are important to the team dynamic, then you should leave them together. I think that uh, uh, that comes down for me to having specific days when everybody's together. Yep. And, and mandating us. Yeah, and this is what we do, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, particularly the case when you're bringing new people into the organisation, um, it's very difficult to kind of collaborate if you're just working from home or even to, to work out what way things get done. So, so within that, I think you can then decide, okay, so where else does the work get done? Yeah, and I think I'm really uh, cautionary here that leaders of teams don't confuse time in the office yeah. with better accountability necessarily yeah. or with driving engagement. Yeah. If you are not doing a great job of leading your people and leading your organisation, whether mm. people are sitting at home or sitting in the office, they will be disengaged, they will not be making valuable contribution. Mm. So this is where the heavy lifting of management and yeah. leadership starts. Yeah. Uh, you've actually still got to build all those principles, you've got to do the work, you've got to connect with your people, you've got to be really clear on what's re required, yeah. you yeah. have to collaborate with them. It's not just a case of going, oh well I can manage people better if they're in the office because I can see them. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm missing the point if you think that is yeah. what good management looks like. It was interesting, somebody, I might have mentioned this another time in another conversation, but it really sticks in my mind that um, an engineering firm had their people working from home and recording their time and against their activities. And it turned out that they only actually did productive work 40% of the time. Now, they got paid for the, you know, the 80% as it was mm -hmm. then, because that was lockdown one. And the outputs were the same, which actually suggests that that's what happens at work. People are only productive 40% of the time. When people are working from home, and they're only 40% utilised, they capture the benefits of all the other time, mm -hmm. because that's time they spend on non-work things. Somewhat, at least sure. somewhat, we don't know quite know how much. If people are only working 40% of the day at the office, the business tends to capture a lot more of that non-productive time. That's the conversations that are not job related, that's the connections that are not job related, but all those things are of benefit to the organisation as an organisation and a body of people. And that's another argument, I think, for bringing people together, uh, being clear about, okay, you know, the chunks of work stuff, that's your stuff at home. That's what you do at home. In our setting, Friday is an out of office day. Mm -hmm. there's, there's no one here. Um, people are, you know, doing their thing, whatever that might be, um, in, in the working on space. But just being clear about that means the expectations are much clearer about what we are doing when we're at work, when we're at work in the office, and the connection piece is happening much more. 
And as an example, a uh, member of, of my team, Elena, she also does development days on, mm. on Friday, mm. but we have regular communication around what is it that you're going to be working on in your development time yep. this, this Friday? Um, how is it connected with the strategic goals and priorities yeah. we have in the business? Great, sounds excellent. Let's let's reconnect on that on Monday and go figure out where you got to in that and how my own development time and how that came, came back together. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's not because I have any concern that Milena is going to be shirking off work and yeah, not do anything, yeah. it's actually just good management. Yeah. It's going, are we coordinated in the things that we're trying to do and achieve? Yeah, we, and, and look, it's in the context of the, all the other mechanisms we've got, and this is important, you know, we, we have a daily scrum. We do check in on, you know, what's the kind of, what did we achieve yesterday? What's our contribution today? We have a weekly management meeting at which we talk about the week coming up and the highlights and the, you know, the priorities and where we are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's already, quite a comprehensive kind of management structure in yes. place. So it's really about what our head coach Britta talks about, you know, manage the people, not the policy, right? It starts with the people and their styles and their roles, uh, and we kind of work it from there. Yeah, and I think the policy is about things like, uh, let's have set days where everyone's in the office, so it's really easy to plan meetings yeah. and some of those yep. kind of really practical things. And then managing the people is about what's the individual's yeah. requirement and how can we get the best from them as a you know human capital resource for our business, but also how can we make sure we, they are being the best they can be because they're balancing family yeah. and, and uh, work and health, et cetera, as yeah. well. Yeah. So managing the, the people. And Mondays and Wednesdays are our all hands. Yeah. Yep. Which is, is, is really valuable. I think managing the person aspect is also being very aware of what works for you as an individual and what works yeah. for your team members as an individual. Yeah. Uh, for me, I get my energy from being around other people. Yeah. So for me, uh, spending five or six hours on video calls uh, kills me mm. because there's just no energy coming back via the yeah. screen. Yeah. Put me in five or six hours of meetings uh, with, with people around me. That You're are bouncing prominent. off the walls. I am good. To, I'm oh, like, yeah. let's, let's keep going. Yeah. And you need to be in tune or be asking your own people and your teams enough to understand what their zones are so you can kind of work around them as well. And in contrast, you know, I, I come in Mondays and Wednesdays uh, because if I come in any more of that, I'm just a nuisance. So true. Hmm. So look, I think in, in summary... Uh, some interesting feedback and findings. Mm. Flexibility is not a new concept. Yeah. Uh, be clear with your people around expectations. Manage the situation around uh, days that they are working from home, how that works with, with people. Mm. Uh, think about the different types of work that your team needs mm. to do. Is this collaboration work? Is this task productivity focus mm. work? And you think about how you uh, slot your days around around that. And I think that uh, statement that you, you said, uh, manage the people, not the policy, mm. is great. And my final comment, and Mike Adam, if you'd like to, but is um, you know, being a good leader and a good manager is not about time at the desk or, yeah. or standing over people. It's actually about building all those other essential tools and frameworks and capabilities in yourself and your people mm. that leads to a high-performing team. Yeah, and I suppose the one-sentence summary of all of that is be really conscious about how you organize people on their work, and the point to it is how you get the greatest contribution from the individuals in your team. And that's your decision. Make it as a conscious and deliberate thing. Lead. Yeah. 
We will place in the show notes a article around the research that we've discussed today so you can access those numbers and the insights. Uh, and I think we should also put, Mike, your article about contribution. Yeah. It's such a fantastic theme, thinking about contribution more so than productivity. Uh, it's a really interesting idea. Uh, we'll put Mike's article on contribution in the show notes as well. So have a read of that. It will make you think differently about how you manage and lead teams. Thank you.